Welcome to the Recovery Hour on News Radio KLBJ, hosted by Personal Responsibility Recovery. Join the conversation. Call or text now at 512-836-0590. Now, here's your host, Mark Myers. Good morning and welcome to the Recovery Hour. Uh, I'm Mark Myers and I'm here with Dr. Kirby Stewart, of course, and a couple of special guests this morning. Personal responsibility, of course, we bring you this show each week uh, from 12 to 1 on News Radio 590. Then, you know, our goal is to talk about addiction. Our goal is to destigmatize addiction, to kind of demystify the whole thing, normalize conversations about addiction. It, uh, after all, is the leading cause of death in the 18 to 45 year old is accidental over, uh, opioid overdose and you know, it's it's the only addiction or the only disease, I should say, that seems seems to come with guilt and shame for the victim and the victim's family. And, you know, as an industry and as a community, we've got to do better. We've uh, got to address the, the elephant in the room and, and talk about this thing called substance use disorder or alcoholism addiction. Um, it's... Uh, it's a big, big topic. And if you would like to join us, please, 512-836-0590. That is a call or text to that number. Uh, welcome to take any calls or text today. And uh, Dr. Dr. Kirby Stewart is with me today. And I'm, gonna, I'm just going to turn it right over to our host, Dr. Kirby Stewart, today. Thank you, Mark. And good afternoon, everybody. Uh, I want to kick this off today by introducing uh, a new guest that we have who hasn't been on the show before. But before I do that, I want to thank Dr. William Loving, who is here with us today. Uh, he provides ballast and equanimity. And if you don't know what ballast is, look it up. <laughs> Glad to be here, Kirby. <laughs> Thanks, Bill. Thanks, Bill. And then our uh, special guest, uh, uh, Mr. Joe Luther. Joe, uh, I want him to go by Captain Luther, uh, but you might explain why you don't or whatever. But Joe is, uh, comes to us as the uh, director, really, of our volunteer program at Personal Responsibility Recovery. And he's made himself very, very valuable to us in a very short period of time. Um, and I think, you know, my uh, introduction to volunteer work in uh, the recovery world came through a dear, dear friend uh, named Scott Thornton. And I know Scott and Bill Loving were uh, close as well. And as they together founded uh, Communities for Recovery, which is a vibrant uh, organization in Austin that contributes enormously to the recovery of a number of individuals. Uh, and Bill, before we get a chance to talk about that, and I want to circle around to that maybe in the second segment. Okay. But while we're here in the first segment, I want to express my appreciation to Joe for coming out. And uh, I want to just kick, kick it off by saying that I think volunteers probably do as much, if not more good to the recovering community as the professionals do. So welcome, Joe. Welcome. And uh, tell you, us a Kirby. little bit about you. you. Yes, I, I was a uh, an addictions therapist at the VA Austin outpatient clinic 
for 20 years. And before that, I was also an addictions therapist at Scott and White Hospital up in uh, Temple, Texas. I was there for five years before I came uh, to the VA here in Austin. Very good. And and so how long were you at the VA in Austin actively? I was, I was there about 20 years. Oh, wow. And uh, retired from there in 2008 and <clears throat> basically went out and did other things for uh, five years or so uh-huh. and uh, uh, began to develop uh, a need, if you will, to go in again and kind of return to my roots to my calling, and that is helping folks who have this condition, call it what you will, condition, a disease, an allergy, a disorder with chemical dependency. And uh, I found uh, uh, the personal recovery folks to be really top-notch and so I've kind of volunteered into a volunteer position there, <laughs> and uh, so we're we and we put you in charge of it as soon as you got here, <laughs> <laughs> and and so I'm doing some educational programs out there, uh, and uh, just uh, I really feel like I'm back in the groove, uh, doing what. Uh, I don't know, I I like to think is my life's work. Yes, yes, indeed. Thank you. And and, uh, I appreciate uh, the uh, clarity with which you speak about your life work uh, because a a real important part of recovery is uh, finding one's purpose and and, uh, declaring it and... Uh, living into a future of of authenticity that I, I like that word, uh, but basically it's a life in which you're fulfilling your calling. And, well, and uh, and I hope that that will also translate to the patients yes. with which I work, uh, because to uh, see this and have it. Uh, uh, come to fruition through other patients Mm -hmm. in the program beginning to have some of the peace and tranquility uh, and and pleasure return to their life where they're no longer in the kind of chaos that brought them to our treatment center. Yeah, it's very important, too, to provide that example of exactly what you're talking about. Exactly. So that you're walking the talk, as it were. Indeed. I know that I can probably listen for hours to the three gentlemen that are sitting in here. That's uh, just absolutely amazing to me to have this much uh, horsepower, so to speak, associated with personal responsibility recovery. Um, If you want to join us this afternoon on News Radio 590, it's 512-836-0590. Call or text that number. We have to take a short break here and uh, going to resume our conversation uh, with this uh, outstanding group of esteemed, uh, esteemed gentlemen. 
Like what you hear? Make sure you never miss a show every Sunday at noon. Go to personalresponsibilityrecovery.com to learn more. Now, back to the Recovery Hour on News Radio KLBJ with Mark Myers. And welcome back to the Recovery Hour on News Radio 590. Uh, Join us today, 512-836-0590. You can call or text um, that number, 512-836-0590. And uh, visiting in the studio today with some some really great folks. One of them, of course, Dr. William Loving, who's been here before, our medical director that we're so fortunate to have. A lot of treatment centers, medical directors are doctors, Um Few of them are psychiatrists that are also board certified. I, I believe it's called a fellow of addiction medicine um, that can truly treat the medical aspect of the substance use disorder, the disease. And and then, of course, so blessed to have Dr. Stewart and doing the spiritual part of it. And, and Joe, of course, Mr. Luther getting the, the you know, just putting it back together. Um, Dr. Dr. Loving, the medical aspect of it. Well, everybody comes to treatment anxious and depressed and ashamed and embarrassed and um, sometimes not thinking so clearly. Uh, Many of them clear about the thinking and everything clears with time, but there are some people who have a psychiatric disorder like bipolar illness or PTSD or a serious depression that needs treatment that they don't clear like others. And so I evaluate and try to figure out who has a, a, a second disorder, as one of my friends said, you can have ticks and fleas, you can have chemical dependency and have another disorder. And so we go in and try to treat that if it needs to be treated, because that that group of patients will never be able to get sober if, if their psychiatric problem isn't stabilized and treated. And so that's that's one thing we can do. Uh, and I, one book says that 40% of chemically dependent people have a psychiatric disorder. I don't know the percentage is, is that high or not, but um, it's important to have that piece, and we have it in our program. So, Absolutely. It, it is uh, well known uh, and generally accepted that the most common cause of recurring relapse is uh, untreated or inadequately treated uh, mental health disorders. Uh, so yeah, we we have uh, I I actually refer to our staff at Personal Responsibility Recovery as the Over the Hill Gang. I do so uh, with great affection, and that's because we bring a lot of experience to the uh, foray. Uh, I know Joe comes with uh, decades of experience, and uh, Doctor Loving as well. Myself. I'm going to be 71 years of age next week, and uh, I think I'm the youngest one on the staff. <laughs> well, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I've got you beat by just a little bit. Yeah, but you, you're, you're, you're not delivering care. <laughs> I am not. I am. So, uh, and by the way, I, I do want to clarify, we have, so on our staff, we have a doctor of osteopathy who's also a PhD psychologist who is licensed to practice medicine. We have Dr. William Loving, who is obviously licensed to practice medicine, an addiction psychiatrist, a fellow of American Society of Addiction Medicine. Uh, We have Susan Turner, who is a master's degree uh, social worker, uh, excellent clinician. Uh, We have myself. Now, I, I refer to myself as 
Dr. Kirby or Dr. Stewart or Kirby, and often people refer to me as a doctor, but I want to be very explicit that I am not practicing medicine. I'm not a licensed physician at the present time. I work as a spiritual director uh, and help out a little bit with the direction of the staff. Uh, So Joe comes to us today as a volunteer focusing on years of experience and working with groups. Uh, We feel like we have the uh, mind, body, spirit angle, so to speak, covered pretty pretty thoroughly with with the group that I just mentioned. And I want to ask Joe... You had something. You raised your hand just a moment ago. What was it? Well, I'm kind of tail end Charlie here. I just have a master's degree in psychology. Well, there you so, go. Uh, it, it, everybody so. else is way out ahead of me. Uh, but that uh, that is uh, uh, where I'm coming in uh, to this uh, team yeah. uh, that is, I see, providing a lot of hope for our patients because we're able to look at the physical aspects with our physicians. We're able to look at the psychological aspects of this disease Mm -hmm. uh, through our psychologist. And we are also able to look at the social aspects of this disease through uh, your work Mm -hmm. in the in uh, AA and NA, mm-hmm. spirituality and uh, not religion, but the spiritual aspects of how this disease can get folks uh, bankrupt, de- bankrupt, devoid, yes, of of a spiritual connection. Uh, they come in saying, "How could God love me?" And that's some of the work that folks can do not only in recovery, what is what we provide, the treatment, but also as they become a recovering person on down the road yeah. years and decades after their treatment. And these are some of the tools and skills that folks just... it. They may not work all of the tools, but at least they've learned that they're available. And mm-hmm. when you should apply this kind of tool to what kind of problem? You can't put a seven-eighths wrench on a three-quarters nut and have it expect to work. So timing, <laughs> uh, having the right tool for the right problem is real important when we go to treat this disease. Uh, it's not a bad habit. It's not biting your nails. It it's not a, is, nor a mor- not a moral deficiency. Yes. And it's not a moral deficiency. It's folks get to doing these things that they do when they're sick with this disease because they're sick with this disease. I mean, a Cub Scout can diagnose this disease. <laughs> My daddy drinks too much. Okay. Or, or uses, the, the kind of yeah, drinks or uses too much, and well, they don't know why, but they they know that that's creating problems. And so, when we drink or use, have problems as a result of drinking or using, and then continue to drink or use despite this long list of growing 
and more complicated kind of problems that that creates, then uh, uh, then it's time to come uh, take a look and uh, see if this is a problem with you. Uh, I, for folks who need treatment, I don't care where they get treatment, but get treatment because this is a condition that you can't just, like diabetes, you can't just stand up one day and say, I'm not going to have diabetes anymore. Uh, I'm not going to have liver disease anymore and walk off. But this is treatable. and uh, Definitely. It, it takes, uh, takes some work and it takes some other people to help you. Um, and uh, it's also the, the only disease that tells you you're not sick than the denial that people have. Um, but... Absolutely. I, I want to emphasize the importance of overcoming the isolation of the disorder. Uh, a, a lot of folks, even before they ever, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of folks before they ever pick up uh, have uh, trouble experiencing joy in their life and they find themselves oftentimes isolated. When I'm reviewing their spiritual uh, history with them. Uh, I all the time hear about how isolated and lonely people were before they ever picked up. And then they start using drugs or, and or alcohol uh, in an attempt to overcome that. And, and it typically, in fact, ends up making it much worse. Yeah. So the recovery part is a, a kind of celebration of reconnection with other other people, wouldn't you say, Bill? And, and uh, addressing your relationship to the unknown or things you can't understand but know are there, such as love, for example. Um, and like Joe said, it's not a religious thing. It's a, it's a spiritual thing. And the drugs and alcohol tend to, to eliminate your, your spiritual uh, interests at all and... Uh, also kicks out a lot of a lot of your good habits and so forth. Just just uh, hack, hacks into your in, into your life so that it takes over and starts making. That's why your decisions are so poor and you you go against your own morals and so forth and you have a what people see as just bad behavior. And a lot of people, if they don't know about the disease, they they figure you're just a bad person. And it's, it's not that, of course. It's something else. Exactly. Yeah. In fact. I, We've often said it, during this uh, recovery hour in the past where we talk about the uh, reward system in the brain, uh, it has occurred to me that you could describe spirituality in terms of those behaviors and attitudes that are reward-activating uh, that get hijacked by the drug abuse problem because uh, the drugs take away from us our ability to have our reward system activated by so-called spiritual experiences. Yeah. You give up your, your natural highs, which we... Exactly. And, and getting sober is not giving up getting high. It's that you can't safely get high using chemicals. So you need to get high, but uh, ways that are healthy. And uh, that's one thing we try to help people with. Absolutely, yeah. Well, gentlemen, we have to uh, take a quick break here in just a moment, and I'm going to rejoin here. In uh, please, if if you want to join us, five one two eight three six zero ninety. That's a call or text on the Recovery Hour News Radio. 
590-KLBJ. Uh, we're going to be back in just a, just a couple of minutes here. I, I love the concept of hijacking our reward system, and uh, the one that always sticks with me is when the consequences outweigh the rewards of the substances, it's time to do something. And uh, if, if you're in that spot, please, personalresponsibilityrecovery.com. Uh, we're a good resource. Like what you hear? Make sure you never miss a show every Sunday at noon. Go to personalresponsibilityrecovery.com to learn more. Now, back to the Recovery Hour on News Radio KLBJ with Mark Myers. And appreciate you joining us uh, this Sunday afternoon for the Recovery Hour. Uh, again, it's uh, we want to destigmatize addiction. We want to talk about it. We want to uh, educate, kind of get the shame out of it. And if you want to join our conversation, 512-836-0590, that's call or text that number. And, you know, we were, we always sit in here and talk on the break. And uh, one of the things that came up was how isolating this disease, we were touching on that before going to the break. And, you know, I, I, I don't deliver care, uh, but I am one of the intake specialists. And I don't ever worry about my personal anonymity. I've been part of the recovery community for a little over 38 years, and uh, it's, it's a huge part of my life, and, and the tribe of people, the group of people that are part of my life is, is one of the most rewarding things there is. And I'm always amazed when people call that have listened to our show three, four, five times, sometimes a couple of months, and when they make the phone call, one of the first things is that they're so ashamed, they're so embarrassed that, that they can't pick up a phone and ask for help. Um, you know, it's it's seldom a secret that you need help from those closest to you. Um, it's uh, the isolation is is mind boggling to me. And I know, Doctor Stewart, you were you were speaking to that isolation. Yeah, thanks, Mark. I I think the isolation is probably the second most common uh, phenomenon that accompanies uh, the disease of addiction, followed closely or following denial. I would say denial <laughs> is number one. Isolation is number two. And uh, an inability to find joy in everyday experiences would be number three. And so recovery is about finding joy in everyday experiences, getting straight with oneself, recovering one's authentic way of being in the world, in other words, telling the truth both in, in speech and in actions, uh, which allows us to overcome the denial, and then finally connecting with other individuals, which allows us to overcome the isolation. And in my work as spiritual director, I'm oftentimes talking about the journey from head to heart, basically being uh, the journey that one takes from isolation to connection. And once we're connected with others whose experience we respect and even admire, then we can find our way into and, and through recovery. So that's the work, basically, is to uh, open oneself to help to ask for help, to reach out and uh, allow 
the help to come into your life, whether that takes the form of a residential treatment or a therapeutic relationship with a counselor or a 12-step meeting, uh, what have you. All, all of them can be available. Uh, I, I, want, I, I wanted to just do that little quick summary right there uh, because I know that we talk about uh, addiction and substance abuse from lots of different points of view and sometimes it helps to just sort of summarize things uh, and bring them all together. So recovery is about overcoming denial, overcoming isolation, and finding joy in everyday experience. I want to... Well put. Well put. I wanted to ask Bill. <laughs> <laughs> joy, Bill, you're somebody that I've always admired for oh, your gosh. capacity for, for joy. And you, when you <laughs> walk on the unit at the, at the residential center, uh, the room always lights up. Everybody's oh, always glad that Dr. Loving is here. Thanks. And that goes back to Texas Star. It goes back for as long as I've known you. Uh, it's really nice you to say. Yeah, well, I want to compliment you, yeah, but I also you. want to let us in on your secret. Secret. Yeah, what's this? Well, I'm I'm lucky I didn't get the gene for this disease. Somebody, some other people in my family have it. I I, I don't, don't have to be in recovery, although i kind of a, a parasite on those in recovery. I learn a lot from, from patients and from how people recover. Uh, I, I, I hope this is, goes without saying, but there's no judgment. We make no judgment to people. You don't judge a diabetic for having diabetes. You don't judge an asthma for coughing too much, which I do a lot. Uh, and you don't, you, we shouldn't be judging uh, people with chemical dependency problems. I, I was going to say something about that volunteer group uh, Scott Thornton and I started many years ago. It's doing very, very well, Communities for Recovery. And uh, when... After we st we started, after about a year or two, I, went, I I appreciated the volunteers' work so much. I wanted to give them something, and Scott said to me, "No, you don't. You don't get it. That it, it's it's only re helping others is its only own reward. It's the twelfth step." And uh, but he did allow me to hand out buttons to people. And um, there's a saying in AA: you have to give your sobriety away to to keep it. And so. We had a little button, so we couldn't, couldn't put many words. So we put give to keep. You have to give it away to keep it. And that's kind of a law of the universe in a way of karma. And, and you usually get double back what you get when you help someone else. And so there's a lot of, a lot of reward in, in the volunteer work, too. And it helps people stay sober to volunteer and to work with others. And, Bill, I think one of the uh, things that folks learn in from an educator standpoint, one of the things that people learn in treatment is that this is a treatable disease process. Uh, when you apply the appropriate treatment to this disease, things, it's arrested. The disease process gets arrested. And just coming to realize that, that that is a springboard on to rejoining being a human being out of isolation uh, and becoming uh, that person that you want to be, that person that you are really on the inside. Because frequently folks come into the program, uh, they're stopping every morning 
saying, I'm never going to do this again. And then by that afternoon, they're out looking for it again. So um, just 1% of desire to be better, uh, to be more connected uh, as a human being to others is, again, some of those first steps to becoming whole again, to being repaired, um, and to being well with this disease. You still have the disease process, but it has it, been arrested. It's manageable, though. You, we yes, teach exactly. to manage. Um, yeah, exactly. And, and, you, and you get your self-esteem back. Excuse me. Don't, uh, no, go ahead. You get your self-esteem back eventually, and, and you'll even get trust from others eventually, but all that takes time when it happens. I, I see you, Joe, highlighting how hope can lead to a kind of willingness which in turn leads to a, an opening a desire. for change. Yeah. And that exactly. then the desire for a different circumstance can start to motivate one to take action. But what I was struck by in your sharing was how hope can be a remedy for shame. Yes, yes, it, um, it, it, it's funny how this disease is so shaming and how our culture is shaming towards folks who have this disease. And one of the things about a program with, that looks at medical aspects, we can begin to see where all that's coming from, that I did all these things in my past because I was sick with this disease, not because I'm a bad or evil person. Well, uh, again, we've got to take a quick break here. Um, we're going to rejoin in just a few minutes. Uh, 512-836-0590 if you'd like to call or text to join the program or if you have any questions about the disease of addiction. 512-836-0590. We'll be right back. Providing professional opinions, resources, and guidance for addiction treatment every Sunday from noon to one. The Recovery Hour with Mark Myers. And welcome back to the Recovery Hour, Sunday afternoon. It's uh, about 12.49. We're into the last few minutes of our program. If you want to join us or have questions, 512-836-0590. And, uh, you know... Uh, Right before the break, we were talking about the, the whole mind, body, and spirit. Uh, that's, that's probably the core of personal responsibility is to be able to, uh, to address those. And uh, Dr. Stewart, maybe, maybe speak a little bit more about that. Yeah, sure, Mark. Thanks. Uh, we really mean what we say when we say that we use that three-pronged approach, mind, body, and spirit, because... <clears throat> The disorder is a disorder that affects all three of those aspects of identity. So, you know, the, the, the uh, physiological changes that bring about addiction and then the changes in the brain that addiction uh, asserts uh, oftentimes require medical intervention and, and uh, oftentimes requires... Uh, 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 pharmacological support and uh, I think that's essential to a healthy recovery the the mind part 
is uh, largely addressed through group work and individual therapy. And at Personal Responsibility Recovery, we have uh, Doctors Loving and Dr. Duke and uh, the master social worker Susan Turner and and uh, now Joe and uh, 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 Dr. Uh, Kareem uh, all address the psychological changes that are associated with uh, the the mental aspects of recovery. Uh, the the mind part of the mind body spirit is probably the most challenging and historically speaking it has received by far the most attention uh, and yet uh, I'm not so sure it's any more important than the other two elements we do however invest a lot of time uh, working with the way that we think and feel and how to share those thoughts and feelings in productive ways with others so that the, the tendency towards isolation is overcome. Uh, I like to say that in order to engage successfully in recovery, you have to give up uh, three primary habits of mind. One is judgmentalism. <laughs> mm -hmm. Two is the need to understand everything. And three is, let's see, have something to do with memory, but I've forgotten. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good one. Memory, yeah. yeah. Now, uh, so we suspend judgment. We, we give up the need to understand. And actually three was stop comparing yourself to other people. Uh, and all three of those things work uh, together. Then lastly, the spiritual uh, part of the mind-body-spirit is all about the overcoming of a sense of isolation and connecting with uh, others, with the environment, and with the higher power. And we, we follow the example of 12-step programs in not defining the nature of a higher power, but allowing the individual involved in the process of change to do that on their own. Uh, and, and so we, we have people who come up with some amazingly imaginative uh, representations of a higher power, and it works. That what works is that they recognize that they are not in charge and that they're able to surrender, turn things over as it, as it were, uh, to a higher power. The other part about the spiritual enterprise that we're engaged in at Personal Responsibility Recovery is we do a daily practice of mindfulness, a particular kind of meditation that's uh, designed to help open the heart and in, enhance our feeling capacity. And uh, lastly, I just want to emphasize that that mindfulness training is very, very important for overcoming the hyperactive stress response system that many people develop by the time they get into residential care. So with all of that, I, w I want to highlight the fact that uh, we're all involved in this having come out of uh, retirement. 
<laughs> I don't know if, if, if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I think it's a good thing. Well, I, do I too. think it's a pretty amazing thing that uh, when we when we had the vision to do this, everybody kept telling me I needed to, to find Dr. Kirby Stewart, and Dr. Loving was one of those that told me. And, and, and I said, and, find Dr. William Loving. And, and we did, and, uh, <laughs> we and found Joe him. found us. <laughs> I, right. I, helped, I turned right. Joe on to us, and... Um, yeah. Another thing is that seeking joy another way, and because you need joy in your life. You don't need to be feeling deprived or anything. And that comes uh, with time. And Well, I know that yesterday, um, again, I, I'm, I'm kind of do some entertainment stuff for the guys. And yesterday, just a simple little swimming uh, on Inks Lake, we ended up at Devil's Waterhole and just swimming with a group of guys and getting out in the middle and, and just really uh, the common theme there was, wow, I haven't done this in years <laughs> and I haven't done it ever sober. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> to be out there, uh, I'm so sore today, I can hardly sit in a chair. I just realized I shouldn't swim a couple of miles at 64 years old. but uh, And I can remember it today. It was amazing. What I yeah. did yesterday. Oh, yeah. that's that's pretty amazing as well. Yeah, that's the other part. Yeah. Okay, and we do have a call. Let me let me grab this real quick. Hi, welcome to the Recovery Hour. This is Mark Myers. How can we help? Thank you, Mark. Uh, I'm a uh, 80 year old father of a 55 year old alcoholic. Uh, we live a thousand miles apart. He's been an alcoholic probably for 20 years, and uh, I would like to hear what you can t give me for uh, support to try to get him off of alcoholism. Uh, a question that we get from parents so many times is how do we help an adult child? And... Uh, you know, the the first thing I'll address on that is he is an adult, and, and it's, it's you know, got to be a, as Dr. Loving says, it has to be a team sport. And that's a, a question as we come to the end of our show, sir, that I, he's going to have to make a phone call, hopefully with you. I would encourage you to go to our website, personalresponsibilityrecovery.com. There's a contact page on there that allows us to reach back out to you off the air and get some real specific, because it's probably a 30 or 40 minute conversation to really get into what we need to do uh, to address someone needing help for substance use disorder. Yeah, there are things you can do, and I hope you will contact us that way off air. Um, and it's hard to let your son hit bottom, which they say you have to hit bottom to break through the denial so you'll get treatment for him. And it's, it's really hard to, to uh, withdraw your support financially and so forth because you're afraid when they hit bottom it's going to be really dangerous to them. But uh, it's dangerous for them not to hit bottom. Anyway, I... Yeah, I, well, financially, I that answered your question, sir. That's yeah, oh, wait, Dr. Is, Dr. Stewart is here as well. Financially what? Financially, he's not a problem. He's a multimillionaire. Oh, God. And he's, uh, 
So can you text me uh, with that support? Uh, Sir, if, if I may, we're going to have to get off the air uh, momentarily here. And rather than just cut you right off, I want to encourage you to reach out to us via the website and we can uh, have a discussion with you on those matters. Does it give a phone call, a phone p number for it? Yeah, because you need to speak to a person. About right. It. Yeah, and you've got right. my phone number. Okay, yeah, good point. Text, text me with that, and then I'll call you back. Please do, sir. We will get back with you and uh, see how we can help. And, you know, thank you, thank you sir. And... I'm oh, sorry. Um, catching that right at the end of the show is always kind of a, a hard spot to stop because, you know, recovery, when someone has that moment of clarity and they, they need recovery, um, acting is the, the thing that we need to do. So, again, um, the website, personalresponsibilityrecovery.com, that allows us to have a real clear real concise conversation about what we need to do, get the appropriate folks involved, and uh, reaching out and making that, that contact is probably the most important thing someone can do. Uh, and we Again, we need a two-hour show, gentlemen. This is the end of this one. I certainly want to thank Dr. Loving and Joe and, of course, Dr. Dr. Stewart for joining us. We will see you next week.